Welcome into another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast here, and it's a very special day for us uh, today. We're going to be talking to Laura Cyrus with Truckers Against Trafficking. Laura is the Senior Director of Industry Training and Outreach. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and have this conversation. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, you know, we'd just love right off the top, maybe just kind of give us an overview of Truckers Against Trafficking trafficking and, and and just tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So Truckers Against Trafficking or TAT, as we call ourselves, uh, we're an international nonprofit organization. And really, um, we're seeking to engage what we call bystander intervention and targeted systems change to raise up a mobile army of transportation professionals, primarily, um, that can assist law enforcement in the recognition and the reporting of the crime of human trafficking in order to aid in the recovery of victims and the arrest of their perpetrators. So we provide essentially industry-specific training at no cost to the trucking, bus, and energy industries, uh, basically just helping all of the frontline folks out there understand what human trafficking is, recognize the red flags, and then most importantly, know what to do if they ever suspect it. So um, we we got started, obviously our name, right? Truckers Against Trafficking in the trucking industry, recognizing that drivers especially um, could be that extra set of eyes and ears for law enforcement. Um, but then over the years, we've, we've scaled, we've grown, crossed modes, crossed borders. Um, but essentially at the end of the day, we are about empowering anybody, whether you're a truck driver or stay-at-home mom or whoever you are, business executive, um, to understand that human trafficking can be taking place in your community. It may be intersecting in your personal sphere of influence or your professional sphere of influence, um, and there's something that you can do about it to help combat it. Yeah, and I, I don't think people have a full grasp or realization of how impactful the truck driving community really can be for, you know, for helping fight human trafficking. Yeah, it's crazy. So I had no previous experience with the transportation industry before I came to this organization. I've been here now for about 11 years um, and have met literally thousands of drivers over my time, you know, going to the big truck shows and truck rodeos and truck driving championships and different things. And, um, you know, really getting to meet folks that are out there every day doing this job um, and understanding just first of all, how great the industry is. The the men and the women behind the trucking industry, right, are just predominantly, you know, family oriented, give you the shirt off their back, salt of the earth folks who would do anything to help anybody. And so just by giving them, you know, a little bit of education and, and understanding around the nuances of what can be a, a pretty complicated crime um, and just seeing them kind of really interpret and intuit like, wow, what if this was my son or my daughter or my friend or family member, right? Um, and just helping them understand, you know, over the course of their career, I've spoken with drivers, you know, been out there over the road for decades who've said, you know, I've I've seen this. Now that I know what you're talking about, I know I've seen this at rest areas, truck stops, hotels, motels, different places in my life. And I just, I didn't know what I was looking at or that I could do anything about it. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that's that light bulb moment, which is really exciting for us as a team um, to really help people understand, you know, yeah, this is real. It's happening in your community. It's happening while you're over the road as a driver, but even in your own neighborhood, potentially, um, this could be happening. And so to have that empowerment is, um, is what's, I guess, really fulfilling to help, help people get drawn into the work. 
Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of I, you know, you know, light bulb moment kind of kind of opportunities when when they kind of have their, their themselves exposed to that a little bit. And so, how do you guys go about engaging with you know truck drivers across the country? Yeah, so we um, are all about partnerships um, and network leadership, as we call it. And, um, you know, we really seek to not only empower the drivers at the driver level, we work with owner operators, we have a fantastic what we call education portal, which is basically a website where anybody can go register for any of our free courses and get certified, become a certified trucker against trafficking or bus driver, whoever you may be. Um, We've got courses specific to all kinds of different niche pieces of the industry. Um, But predominantly, we're working with trucking companies, we're working with CDL schools, we're working with associations, and basically helping um, those organizations understand whether they're doing new hire orientation, or regular safety training, you know, monthly or quarterly safety training that they may have. Um, Our training videos and training materials can be easily included in those meetings or in those types of um, assignments that are made for drivers as they're coming on. Um, and so just by incorporating a video, which takes less than 30 minutes to get through, um, and is honestly quite engaging and heart-wrenching, um, those trucking companies, those CDL schools, you know, others can really be a part of that ripple effect, the greater ripple effect of, again, empowering and educating um, drivers to to recognize the crime and, and to know what to do. Okay, so, you know, we obviously we we talk to a lot of you know we we have a lot of you know truck drivers listening to this show um and so one of the things you know i'd like to know is just for anybody that might be listening and obviously you said you know this extends beyond just yeah. the truck driving industry these are all some things that can apply in in a lot of different areas but um you know what kind of steps can a truck driver you know take to to kind of um actively contribute to um helping raise the red flag when there's issues like this or you know just help you know, prevent human trafficking? What are, what are the things that they can do? Yeah. So I would start, if you haven't been trained, if you haven't gone through our awareness video, start there. Uh, we've got a video specific to OTR drivers. We've got one specific to local and like more final mile drivers. Um, we've got a video specific to in-home delivery and professional movers when we talk about the trucking industry. Um, and so start there. Watch watch that video. You can go to our website, education.truckersagainsttrafficking.org um, to go through any of those courses. Um, but essentially, understand the red flags. And I'd love to call those out for, for anybody that's listening, mm-hmm. um, right? If you are seeing a minor that you believe may be engaged in commercial sex, or you are witnessing someone under the control of a pimp, regardless of the age or gender of that potential victim or that potential pimp or trafficker. Those are two huge red flags. Um, And I guess maybe let me define human trafficking. I think people have an idea, but we're talking about the exploitation of human beings through force, fraud, or coercion, for the purposes of either commercial sex, think prostitution, stripping, pornography, brothels, and most typically pimps or pimping, as well as forced labor or labor trafficking. So there you could think of sweatshops, agricultural fields, domestic servitude, um, sometimes construction work, nail salons, illicit massage parlors, right? There's all of these different ways, both um, from the, the forced sexual exploitation and the labor trafficking side here in the U.S. that are taking place. But ultimately, it comes down to the fact that there's that third party, the trafficker, the victimizer, somebody who is in control of someone else and making a profit off of their back. That's human trafficking. That's what we're talking about. And so if you're seeing 
that minor or even that adult uh, could be a man or a woman, could be a boy or a girl. Um, this crime affects so many different people. There are no racial, gender, or socioeconomic bounds. Um, but if you're at a truck stop or a rest area and you see somebody going truck to truck, uh, knocking on cab doors, or you hear on the CB um, or radio of some kind, you know, somebody asking about commercial company or would you like a date or, um, you know, a lot of this is being prearranged now through social media, through different apps and online uh, venues. And so just keeping your eye out for people that um, look like they may be being controlled by others. If you have an opportunity to interact with a potential victim, asking that person just something as simple as, you know, hey, are you okay? Um, do you need any help? Can I get you a bottle of water? Like what's, what's going on? Um, you know, there's a number of different red flags. I would encourage you actually, um, I realize some people won't be able to see me, but um, we have these amazing little wallet cards, which have kind of the red flags, um, the questions to ask, things to look for. And actually we have that in app form. If you wanted to search truckers against trafficking on any app platform, you can download our app to keep those red flags at your fingertips walk through some of those scenarios, be able to make a tip. Um, but ultimately, and I'll bring it back around, we're asking you to call that in. Call it in to local law enforcement, call it in to the National Human Trafficking Hotline or to a local human trafficking hotline that may exist in your area. Um, and through our app, you're able to identify if those hotlines exist, depending on where you are in the country. Um, but call it in and report it. Our partners in law enforcement and at these hotlines have said, we would rather people call and be wrong about the situation than not call and have that victim continue to endure right a life of trafficking. So um, the biggest thing to do, I would say, is to get trained um, and then keep your eyes open and have the courage to make that call. Hmm. Well, and I'm sure, you know, in your time, you've seen a lot of truck drivers have the courage to make that call. And, you know, we'd like to know, maybe give us a story or two from some recent stories about some success, you know, being able to to help save some people from, from some atrocities. Yeah, absolutely. So one that absolutely comes to mind right away is our um, 2023 Harriet Tubman Award winner. So just sidebar, our Harriet Tubman Award is our greatest um, award that we give every year to somebody in the industry that has made a call, either resulting in somebody being recovered out of a trafficking situation or a, a preventing a trafficking situation from taking place. Um, we take nominations for that typically through the first quarter of the year um, and would love if you have a story, if anybody listening today has a story of a time that they've made a call, uh, we'd love to hear about that. Uh, we'd love to have you be nominated for that award potentially. But um, our most recent award winner, Joe Aguayo, he was a uh, he is a professional truck driver for Winco Foods um, out west. And um, late in 2022, he was on his route in a mountainous area with limited cell phone service, and it was actually an area known for its hot springs. And Joe was driving through this mountain highway and kind of came around this big curve and saw this woman standing on the side of the highway, uh, wrapped only in a beach towel, looked like her head had been shaved, um, staring kind of disoriented up toward the mountains. Um, and at the time, Joe not only didn't have cell phone service, but he's, uh, you know, really great employee and followed a company policy that, you know, was explicit about no unapproved riders in his cab, right? So he's like, I need to help this woman, but I can't have the ability to make a call right now. But I know that there's a police call box about five to 10 minutes down the highway because he's used to this route. 
So he keeps driving, gets up to that roadside call box, pulls over his truck safely, phones in to, you know, whoever picks up on the other line, end of the line and says, hey, there's this woman that needs help back by the hot springs. You know, she looked like she was basically naked except for this beach towel. Um, you know, can you please send someone out to help her? And they said, absolutely. We'll get somebody there as soon as we can. Joe continues on his way. He's on the clock, right? He's on his job. He's moving along, thinking about, gosh, I hope, I hope somebody helps that lady. Fast forward about two months, Joe was driving back through that same area and had um, a weather-related accident. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. Nothing you know, horrible happened. But as he's sitting there working through the paperwork with the state trooper, um, he just kind of thinks you know, and says out loud nonchalantly, hey, whatever happened to that woman that um, you know, was standing by the side of the road by the hot springs a couple months ago? And mm-hmm. the trooper was like, how do you know about that? Was that you that called that in? And he's like, yeah, I was the one that made the call. Um, and that trooper that was assisting him was the trooper that ended up being dispatched and, mm-hmm. and helping that woman, picking her up off the side of the road. Um, as it turns out, she was a 27-year-old woman um, who had been trafficked. She was an indigenous woman from an area about three hours plus away from that location. Um, she had been drugged. She had been beaten. I have spoken to the the officer myself and, you know, he was just describing the nature of her wounds as, as taking his breath away, just horrible, horrible treatment. Um, again, had been on drugs, had just really been through horrible, horrible things. Um, that trooper was able to take that woman to a hospital where she was for a few days recovering. She was issued a caseworker. Uh, we don't know, you know, at this point because of confidentiality, what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but that trooper reported not only to Joe, but to us as well. If he hadn't made that call, I mean, who knows? That woman likely would have died from her wounds, from exposure. Joe actually learned that that same day um, that that woman had been wandering around in the woods around those hot springs and that other people had called in Hmm. to authorities and said, hey, there's this woman that looks disoriented. She's naked. She needs help. Can somebody please, you know, come and try to assist her? Um, And the law enforcement had shown up and couldn't find her at the time. Um, Anyway, so it's just um, it's wild to think about, you know, what one one phone call can do to change somebody's life. Um, and, and Joe goes on to say, you know, like he didn't know exactly, obviously that it was necessarily human trafficking, but the neat thing about this story, I think that gives me goosebumps is literally about two months before this had happened, Joe's company had implemented the TAT training and he had gone through the training. He had sort of like human trafficking and stuff on his mind. And again, wasn't necessarily sure that this person was a trafficking victim when he saw her on the side of the road. But the point is, is he, he knew the importance of making that call. Um, and so anyway, I think it's just goes to show the power of tat in action, the power of you all drivers, right. Who care um, and who are vigilant and observant. I mean, it's literally part of your job to, to read all of the signs as you're going down the highway. Um, and just to think, you know, be thinking about people and what, what can we, what can any of us do to, you know, be kind and to be thoughtful and yeah, be good members of our community. So. Wow. That's, that's an incredible story, Laura. Um, before we get you out there, out out of here, I would just first steps that people can take anybody listening to this, any first steps, just as a quick reminder, before we get you out of here, what first steps someone can take 
with, with Truckers Against Trafficking. Yeah, check out our website, truckersagainsttrafficking.org. Um, no matter who you are in the industry or outside of the industry, if you're a driver, an executive, a traveling salesperson, again, just an everyday general member of the public, we have opportunities for you to get involved. We'd love for you to get trained. Again, it's free. Um, it takes less than 30 minutes. And um, if you're interested in rolling this information out at your company or your CDL school or wherever you are, um, send us an email, info at truckersagainsttrafficking.org. We'd love to connect with you and um, yeah, get you plugged in because it takes all of us. Tat, Laura Cyrus, any individual you know, anti-trafficking organization or whoever you are, we're not going to end it on our own. It's, it's such an immense global issue. It really takes all of us, all hands on deck to um, do what we can in our own spheres of influence and, and be willing um, to be part of the solution. So hopefully I've encouraged, encouraged some of you today to, to consider it. And again, thank you for the time and opportunity to bring some awareness to this issue. Laura, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your story and thank you for sharing your cause. We really do appreciate your time. Thanks. That's another episode of the Successful Driver podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you again to Laura Cyrus, Truckers Against Trafficking. Make sure you go check that out. We appreciate you and we'll catch you later.